It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. Uh, it's another week of dealing with pandemic life. <laughs> I feel like that's all we're dealing with right now. And uh, as we as moms try to navigate this pandemic life, I can't really speak for anyone else, but for me, I am in survival mode. And it's felt like about seven months of survival mode, and it's getting pretty tiring. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I wanted to talk today about how to build some resilience amid the stress and anxiety and worry that we're all feeling right now. Uh, so joining me now is Dr. Julie Hanks of Wasatch Family Therapy. Julie, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, my pleasure, Lindsay. I so appreciate it because if anyone can validate uh, my experience, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to validate you. So as you coach women and you work with women, uh, you know, your therapists coach women in your, your therapy practice in Salt Lake and Davis counties, is this a common experience that people are having right now? It's so common. And I think that's, I really want the women listening to, to hear, like, we are all struggling. This has been a transition. It's, we're all traumatized to some degree and dealing with uh, the, the added stress. And so you are not alone, Lindsay, and all of your listeners. You're not alone. So many are struggling. Okay. that I mean, it's, it's like good to hear, but not good to hear. I don't want people <laughs> to be struggling, but it is good to know that we're sort of collectively going through this experience. Yeah, sometimes, and especially as you're isolating and staying in your home, you're not really like hearing what other people's experiences are right now because you're not maybe not seeing them as much and uh so i've found myself just wondering like what what is everyone else doing out there like how how is everyone else's daily lives functioning because mine feels very groundhog day-ish where you you (laughs) over and over again yeah you know i I asked my social media friends, um, how has COVID-19 changed their lives? And I particularly asked the women. And here are some of the the comments that I got. Loneliness. So there are people who live alone who are really not having touch. They're having, they're feeling isolated. Um, Some have left work in order to homeschool children. So they've quit their jobs. Some people have lost access to childcare, uh, worry about being fired, um, sick loved one, uh, pay cut, no breaks and no alone time, weight gain, more anxiety, household stress with everybody home, difficulty balancing work and children. So those are just some of the experiences of my social media friends and I'm guessing that resonates with you and some of your listeners as well. 
Yeah, the especially the loss of childcare, alone time, and breaks. I would say that describes my situation perfectly. You know, we have chosen yeah. not to bring back in-home childcare for the time being, and mm-hmm. um, that yeah, it's a real struggle. And in fact, I had my parents drive out from Georgia to come stay with me for a month because um, I just was. I just needed help so desperately and I didn't know how else to get it. So I, they graciously were willing to drive across the country for their daughter, which is a mm-hmm. testament to my parents and the kind of people they are. But, um, you know, yeah, it just, it's just so hard to, to get out from under this when the, the circumstances haven't changed in seven months, you know? Right. Right. And I, I think, there are some things that we can do to help us through this time. Um, and we've talked about one, and that's recognize you're not alone in struggling with this pandemic. It's, you know, <laughs> it's a challenge for most people, if not all. So that's one, right? Another thing we can do is um, to reach out to other people like even it's so good to see you we're, we're facetiming this interview it's good to see your face even though it's not in person so um so still uh maintaining those relationships whether it's phone or facetime or whatever are so important we need each other we need each other so much so those are just a couple of things we can do keep in mind yeah and i think we don't realize how much social connection is part of our being okay like you don't you don't realize it because pre-pandemic you were getting social interaction just by default by going to work even by saying hi to someone in the grocery store or you know and now we Mm -hmm. sort of treat people like lepers and we cross the street you know when we're walking Mm -hmm. down this street and it's really hard we don't see people's smiles anymore because we're all wearing masks and yeah I I think if you're not conscious of it 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 can take a toll on you and that's where I I feel like I've gotten to is um, um, I didn't realize how much I needed that social interaction until it was essentially taken away. Right. I think it's easy to take for granted uh, hugs, the touch, the, you know, trips with friends, the dinners, the kind of just going to work. I mean, a lot of people aren't going to work still. So, yeah, it's quite different. And then if you have kids, then you're trying to help them through the through the struggles and the transitions. Yeah, it is so hard. Dr. Julie Diaz-Vedo-Hanks uh, owns Wasatch Family Therapy. Uh, Julie, if people need therapy services right now, where, where can they find you? What do you recommend for them getting help? Yeah, wasatchfamilytherapy.com is our website. And I have a team of awesome therapists there who can help with mental health problems and um, you know anxiety, depression, relationship problems a lot of relationships are strained right now so yeah go to our website that's a great place to start okay great advice uh more with julie when we come back we're going to dive into uh some of the ways she teaches how to build resilience during the pandemic so we'll take a break more with julie on the mom show when we come back you've joined the mom show being a mom can be tough sometimes we try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. 
Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us today. Happy Sunday. Uh, what a change in the weather we're dealing with in Utah today. So hopefully you're all staying warm and cozy today. I'm not ready for fall and winter. Um, we've been spoiled with really good weather lately. So uh, joining me now, Dr. Julie Hanks of Wasatch Family Therapy. Julie, we're talking about resilience in the age of COVID. Uh, so many moms in particular are struggling right now as we try to homeschool and we're trying to keep our kids safe and we're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, we're all in our houses more and we're not going to work. Maybe we've quit our jobs to um take care of our kids more. Maybe we have lost our child care. And so many of of uh, these situations are so hard right now. And, and I think what I've heard from the mental health professionals that I've talked with, and you can agree or disagree, is sort of like this collective trauma that we're all going through. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty rare that we're all experiencing the same hardships at one time. Would you agree? Yes, I would definitely agree. Yeah, we're going through this together, and it's easy to forget that uh, when we feel so isolated. But I, uh, as I was researching resilience, I, I found this uh, personal model of resilience in some of the literature that I think is really cool, and I'd like to share it if that's okay. Um, so we are going through this difficult time, but we have all gone through other difficult things right? You've shared, you've been open about some of your mental health struggles um, on the show, right? Postpartum anxiety. So, so that actually how you coped with that can help you um, currently. So let me walk you through this. So what are just generally, what are some areas of strength and confidence that you have? So like, are you organized? Are you creative? Are you, you know, just what are some of your strengths? You want me to actually answer that yeah, question? <laughs> I do. I do. I want well, you to answer. This is going to be hard for me to do. Um, I would say some of my strengths are I am good at my job. I love what I do. I love reporting. I love talking on the radio. I uh, feel like I'm good at, at thinking through the different questions I need to ask and um, studying up on issues and stuff like that. So I feel like uh, I'm, I'm coachable and open to learning and always improving. I love that. So, so coachable, always learning, uh, passionate about your job. Um, you love to research things. Okay. So keep those in mind. Okay. Okay. Keep those in mind. So, and then the second question is this, what strategies have helped you in the past when you dealt with adversity? So what have you used in the past to get through? Um, Well, if we're talking specifically about that postpartum period, which is my last feels like major mental health struggle, um, cognitive behavioral therapy is really what helped me and um, Mm -hmm. paying attention to the thoughts that are causing my feelings and knowing that those are just thoughts, even though that doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, discount someone's hard experience, but even even during a hard experience, the way you think about it can change your experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So think about another difficult time in your life. You don't even have to share what it is. What are some other strategies that have helped you? So cognitive behavioral therapy. So reaching out for help, um, specifically uh, identifying thoughts that are 
uh, creating emotions. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any other strategies? Um, I would say doing less. That's one okay. of the big things where, you know, um, I think as moms, we oftentimes feel like we have to have a clean house, dinner on the table, kids work done. Like my house feels like chaos because I can't get mm-hmm. anything done because I'm in survival mode of just trying to keep kids alive. So recognizing that that's okay if that's my only job for a little while. Right. That's great. So that's a great strategy. So along with reaching out for help, CBT, um, and your, uh, your general strength of being curious, uh, being loving your job. So you have these strengths and then these strategies that you've used in the past. Now, I want you to think, so the, whatever strategies you've used in the past, that's your personal model of resilience. Okay. Okay. Well, and I can recognize that the other day I had a conversation with my husband and he said, I really see similarities in you right now during this pandemic of when you were postpartum, you were ruminating so badly on your intrusive thoughts, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I'm doing that right now in regards to my health too. Okay. So this is great. So, so net, the third step is you take those strategies and you think, how can I apply this to my current challenge? Okay, so do less. Mm-hmm. Um, keep keep your passion for your job. Um, to go back to therapy. Mm-hmm. Get <laughs> right? on medication. Just get on, which I've get done. on medication. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So when I was, um, I did this just myself recently. This this model, uh, and we'll get to step four in a minute. But um, I was uh, hit by a car as a pedestrian as when I was a teenager. And I thought about, that was a, one of the hardest, you know, early experiences that I had. I was, my, the left side of my body was <laughs> not well. And um, my mom journaled, like she got me this journal scrapbook kind of thing. And I kept flowers that people sent. And I, I journaled and wrote down everybody who came to visit or called or whatever. Um, I had pictures of like what, you know, people who stopped by. And so I realized, Oh, I could actually use that strategy now. Like I'm not, I could journal, I could be journaling like what it's like to live in a pandemic. I could be scrapbooking, (laughs) you know, like here's what, here's what we look like with masks on all the time. And so I love this because you can take seemingly unrelated events, but they're still struggles and everybody's gone through something hard. And so how did you get through that before? And then how will you apply it now to your current struggle? And then the fourth step is practice. So practice applying your CBT, your passion, your love of learning, the things that got you through other hard times practice applying that now oh and doing less was one of your strategies so practice doing that now with the pandemic oh my gosh this is life-changing dr julie hanks of wasatch family therapy uh (laughs) i hope people will go back and podcast those four steps to resilience during the pandemic we're going to take a break more with julie when we come back on the mom show it's the toughest most important job in the world four kids you want to know what it's like to have a fourth? Just imagine you're drowning. 
and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into The Mom Show. Thank you for joining us today. I am joined by Dr. Julie Hanks of Wasatch Family Therapy. We've been talking about resilience during the pandemic. I think these are strategies that are so helpful to moms out there who are overwhelmed and swallowed by the situations that they're in right now, trying to care for kids while kids are home from school or have wacky schedules. You know, that's just one thing. All our routines are off, right? Because kids may be in school or they're in school three days a week, but not five. And Women who work are trying to manage their schedules and their demands of their careers and also their home life. And I notice men are doing this too, right? Because a lot of men are home from work now. And I feel like my spouse and I have been thrown into like, welcome to my side of the world, honey. Like <laughs> where um, he's 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 always been fully aware of, of the struggles, but now he's he's experienced it firsthand, right? Yeah. Experience yeah. being home and caring for kids while trying to work and something many women often do. So I feel more in partnership with my spouse now than I ever have just by function of the situation we've both been thrown into. So Yeah. Yeah, well that's a good thing. That's a silver like, that's lining, a right? Silver lining. Yep. Yeah. So Julia, as we're talking about resilience, first of all, I wanna know what your pandemic experience has been like. How have you kind of coped through all of this? Yeah, I really struggled in the beginning. Um, like I mentioned, it was just canceling trips, canceling every, the kids, you know, the kids were upset about canceling events and school things and choir tours. And um, it was just lots of disappointment. And then I, I started using some of my strategies that helped me get through tough times. I started reaching out more and uh, I something that I feel good about myself when I'm helping other people. And so I started this whole new arm of my coaching business where I was doing Q&As and discussion groups and um, webinars. And so I just thought, how can I serve people still? And so that really got me out of the funk starting to do those uh, those discussion groups and things online and we, through Zoom like this. And, and that has added this creative outlet. And I, I often use create, creativity to, to help me get through hard things. And so that kind of has saved me during this pandemic. It's given me, you know, more connection. It's, I feel like I'm being helpful. Um, so that's been really therapeutic for me, ironically, right? <laughs> um, helping other people, it, it helps me to feel like my life matters and that I can still be helpful. Um, so it's a little crazy with kids on crazy school schedules. I'm really grateful my kids are older. My youngest is almost 14. And then um, I just have the two at home now, two, two are gone. So 18 and 14. And they're pretty self, uh, self-sufficient. self They don't need a lot of hand-holding. So I I just feel for the moms that have kids in elementary. I mean, that it's so, you know, it's harder. My kids are dealing with missed opportunities, um, but I'm, I'm not in the trenches like 
sitting by them doing their homework. I mean, they're like, okay, I'm going to go do my homework, you know. So it's it's actually been okay, um, other than that the first month was really rough. Yeah, and it's so funny when I overhear women talking about their pandemic experiences. I often hear women say, oh, I'm so glad I don't have little kids during the pandemic. And I'm like, uh, over here with a five-year-old and a two-year-old, like, yeah, ah. I, feel, I feel for you. I feel for you. Because not having that break, not having downtime, it's it it it's wearing. Yeah, it, sure. it's very constant, for sure. Very constant. And my husband and I are both doing it. Um, okay, Dr. Hanks, we have, uh, we reviewed this a little bit last segment, but I want you to go over these strategies again. You have four strategies for how people cope or can cope during this pandemic. Will you review those for us? Because I think these are so incredibly helpful. Yeah. So what are your strengths? What are your areas of strength and confidence just in general? And then two is what strategies have helped you in dealing with adversity in the past. Okay. And then those two things combined are your, your personal model of how you get through hard things. And then you think about, okay, how can I apply step three is how can I apply those to my current situation? And step four is just practicing over and over practicing, applying those. And I love those steps because what it does for me, at least is give me confidence in myself because mm-hmm. so often I've said to myself during this pandemic, I can't do this. I can't do mm-hmm. this. And when you go back and look at those, the, the last hard thing you went through, the really hard thing mm-hmm. you were going through and you thought, you think, how did I get through that? And then you're like, oh, yeah, I have these skills of going to therapy and doing thought work and uh, doing less and just reading, getting out in sunshine, praying, whatever helps you, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I can do these things. I've done it. Yeah, I've, I've done, done it before. I've done it once before. Yeah. So it really gives me confidence as I think about, OK, I've, I've been through something hard before. I know how to get through this. I can do it again. Mm-hmm. And Lindy, everybody listening has been through something hard already and, and have gotten through it. And so that's something that everyone has in common. <laughs> We've all yeah. suffered yeah. something. That's, that's good to remember. Okay, so I wanted to share this little personal tidbit because I shared it on social media. I think it's so important. And I have this platform as the mom show, and I think it's really important to share. So... um one of the really hard experiences I've been through in my life was postpartum anxiety and OCD. And I talk about it often on this show. I'm, I'm zero shame around it. I uh, want to bring awareness for other moms who might be experiencing it. But what's happened to me during this pandemic is some of those same OCD and anxiety tendencies have come back in the form of health anxiety. So every cough, every uh, sore throat, <laughs> every tickle, Every tightness in my chest, which, by the way, my anxiety also causes tightness in my chest. So that's a vicious cycle of like, is this coronavirus or my anxiety? Um, uh, But every physical symptom I tend to have has been worrying me and sending me into panic and rumination and not being able to get out of my own head of, am I actually sick here or am I having psychosomatic symptoms? And I just want to share that for anyone else who might be dealing with that. And I finally got to the point where I decided I was going to go back on medication because I, um, 
I just found myself increasingly irritable with my children. I couldn't, because I was anxious all the time, right? And I, I was hating how I was feeling. And so I was snapping at them because I just was so, you know, when you get anxious about germs and you're like, you're like, don't touch that. Don't. And you get almost angry because mm-hmm. you, you're trying to keep them safe, but you get almost mad at them. You're snapping at them. And so I found myself increasingly irritable with my children and just less able to cope with the the little fusses from my two-year-old, right? Where every time he cried, I was just, I hated it and just just really less able to cope. And I just decided I had to get this anxiety down to down at a more manageable level so I could actually function for those little people who need me. And I just wanted to sh- share that because there's there's probably still a little bit of medication stigma out there. I think it's lessening, but I know six years ago when I went through postpartum, it was still pretty rampant. Um, so I hope I hope it's lessening now. But um, I guess I just want to say like whatever you need to do to be okay, like do that. I have zero shame around being on medication, and I don't really. I don't really worry about anyone, what anyone's going to think of that. I just want to feel better and be able to function at my best. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's a tool, right? It's a tool. It's one tool you can use to feel better. Um, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I started the same medication that I was on postpartum. I just figured that worked well for me the first time. It's probably going to work again the second time. I don't remember having any terrible adverse side effects from it because there's always that sort of... Uh, guessing game with medication, right? That it takes a while to ramp up and you don't know how one's going to affect you and what the side effects can be worse than the actual anxiety itself. And I did feel for about two weeks, a little ramping up anxiety and, and worry and nervousness. Um, but I think I'm on the tail end of that. So, um, I guess my advice is just give it time, you know, to kind of, to work through. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to be able to just kind of curb the panic a little bit. Good for you. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully that helps somebody else out there. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. We're talking with Dr. Julie Hanks of Wasatch Family Therapy. Uh, she has been coaching us on how to build resilience during the pandemic. So important for moms who uh, might be trying to do a lot of things and a lot of new things as we all deal with this pandemic. So thank you for letting me share my co- some of my coping strategies. Uh, we'll take a break more with Julie when we come back on The Mom Show. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. My guest today, Dr. Julie Hanks of Wasatch Family Therapy. She has therapy locations in Salt Lake County and Davis County. So if you're feeling like you need therapy services right now, Wasatch Family Therapy is one place you can try. Uh, Dr. Hanks, as uh, people have visited, your therapy offices and you talk to your therapists that work there. Uh, we were talking about resilience today during this pandemic and specifically for moms, what moms might be dealing with and how they need to cope. What have you seen as far as uh, women needing help right now? Yeah, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of too much on, too much on my plate, too much coming at me at the same time. Uh, husband working at home, kids doing school at home, I'm trying to work at home. The house is a mess. The lots of overwhelm, I think, is kind of a theme that we're hearing. 
Yeah, and I'd invite you to podcast wherever you podcast. Just search for the KSL Mom Show and go back and listen to the last two segments with Julie's four tips for resilience during the pandemic. Um, And Julie, one of the last things that I think we need to touch on is self-compassion, right? Mm, I love self-compassion. Yeah. Yeah. And there are three aspects to self-compassion. And one is uh, mindfulness. So being mindful and just without judgment of what you're experiencing, it's and it's without judgment. That's the hard piece. Right? Yeah, that's really hard t- to do. Yeah, because even I've said to you off this call, uh, I hate that I feel this way, which is kind of judging mm-hmm. myself for feeling badly. Right, right. So mindfulness, paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally to whatever's going on. Like, okay, wow, my breathing is really tight or, you know, okay, like just accepting what is for you and recognizing what's going on. The second is common humanity. And we've actually been talking about this a lot, that everyone has gone through suffering. That's actually the thing that that ties all of human beings together. We've all suffered. Um, And so recognizing that is important in practicing self-compassion because usually when we're suffering, we withdraw, we retreat, we think we're the only one. And when, so remembering our common humanity is suffering that that can help you kind of reach out and um, get your needs met there and and not judge yourself. Yeah. Sorry. It's really important when we're not seeing each other physically to reach mm-hmm. out and get that kind of shared humanity because yep. we're, we're not getting it just by default anymore. Right. Right. And then the third part of self-compassion is self-kindness. And so that is treating yourself the way you would treat a loved one who was suffering. So are you saying the kind of things to yourself that you would say to a friend who was suffering right now? Are you doing the kind of things? Are you expecting the same the you know things of yourself that you wouldn't expect of other people that you love so treating yourself as a as you would a beloved person in your life that's the third aspect of self-compassion that's so interesting because i think if i was describing my overwhelm and stress of you know no child care and dealing with the pandemic i would tell my friend girl, who cares if your house is messy? Who cares? Like that is not your job right now. You just keep those kids alive and stay functioning. But I am not Mm -hmm. saying that to myself. So that's, that's your do less strategy, right? Your do less, don't, don't have such high expectations, lower your expectations. Like this is a hard time. If your kids are alive, great. If they didn't get all their worksheets done, great. Yeah. And I've sort of done that with school. And I, if any administrators are listening, don't judge me, but I've, my daughter's going into kindergarten or she's in kindergarten. She just started online. Um, She's all remote right now, but I've just sort of chucked this year up to like, let's do the best we can in the grand scheme of her education. It's not going to ruin things. So that just kind of helps me be less rigid with the, you know, like, yeah, if we miss a worksheet here and there, if we miss an online class, I mean, she's literally doing like two hours of schoolwork a day. So it's not like it's, we're missing that much, but I guess just like, if, if the focus can't be on the education this year, we're going to be okay. 
Right, right. So that's compassionate, right? So letting yourself have some leeway with that and not like, oh, I'm a horrible mom because my my kindergartner not doing all their assignments. You know, get cut yourself some slack. That's compassion. That's self-compassion. Say to yourself what you would say to a friend. Do for yourself what you would do for a friend or to advise them to do. Yeah, right? take, and I take breaks. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the hardest parts too is you want to f- you feel like you should fulfill your the needs of your kids on a certain level. Like I'm thinking about okay, my daughter deserves a good education. I should focus more on that, right? Because I want her to have that. And that kind of adds on that guilt where you're like, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not putting a focus on that because I'm in survival mode. And you feel mm-hmm. badly that, that she's not able to have the social life and the social interaction right now because I'm being yeah. very particular with who she gathers with, right? But I'm trying to keep her safe. So you're like, you have these really yeah. good reasons behind why you're making these decisions, but yet you feel bad because you feel like your child's experience is being impacted by that. Right. Remember that kids are resilient, right? She's in kindergarten. I know. I know. She's, she's, she's going to have a story to tell. Right. Right. These, these kind of experiences give you a story to tell. Like, oh, my gosh, I did my first year of kindergarten. It was all online. Can you imagine <laughs> that? You know? I know. And she, you know, she can handle it. Um, our job is not to make our kids' lives, like, perfect. And, you know, it's to have a relationship with them. And to help them get their get their needs met, she her needs are being met. <laughs> yeah, and I love that reframe of motherhood about how it's a relationship, not a prescribed list mm-hmm. of checklists not a role. and things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, Dr. Right. Julie Hanks of Wasatch Family Therapy. Julie, where do people find you if they need therapy services or coaching? You do online coaching too, right? Yeah, I do. So um, WasatchFamilyTherapy.com for therapy. And then Dr. Julie Hanks, drjuliehanks.com for coaching and uh, virtual events. I love it. And, I- then, and then at Dr. Julie Hanks on social media. Yeah, and I'd highly recommend you follow Julie if you want to feel empowered, if you want, especially for women who are living in this culture <laughs> who, who wants some validation. Julie is an excellent follow. Julie, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Lindsay. And we'll be back next week on The Mom Show.